Hi, this is Dave Dutton of Dave's Voice Works and Radio Guy Reflections and TurnbuckleTrash.net. Two great podcasts, one about professional wrestling and one about radio. And it's all on Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, here's a great way to make a podcast. Use Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast because, hey, it's free. And they give all the creation tools that allow you to record and edit any podcast you'd like to do right from your computer. Use Anchor. Anchor, the best way to podcast and the best way to listen to Turnbuckle Trash or Radio Guy Reflections. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. I love video games and pro wrestling. With three fans who know how to talk some trash. None of these cross-eyed mouth breathers deserve to hear this voice. I guess it's time to take out the trash. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that really never ends. Kind of a, a little homage there to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Uh, it is Turnbuckle Trash. Hi, everyone. I am the Dr. Dr. Dave Denton. Uh, I, I used to work in radio, and I went by Dr. Dave. That's where that came from. I don't profess to be anything else but who I am, a wrestling fan. And I would like to welcome another wrestling fan because I took him to some of his first wrestling matches back in the day. It's James Christopher Evans. How you doing, Chris? Uh, it's a beautiful day here in Statesville, North Carolina. It's kind of raining, but it's nice and cool. And how is everything going with Turnbuckle Trash today? Well, here in Logan, Utah, we got snow on the ground, and it is cold. And, uh, yeah, we had a pretty nasty storm come through this week and, and dumping some snow in the mountains exactly where we need it because we've been so dry. Well, Chris... Here's what's going to happen today. We might be joined by Zane Peterson. We're not sure. Uh, he knows that we're recording, but his job is right now because of the wintry weather, and he does heating and air conditioning. He's getting called out on emergency gigs and all that all the time. So if he doesn't join us, uh, he'll be with us another time. But also joining us later today in an interview that actually was on the, the previous podcast, Manny Lemons joins us. And we'll use portion of Manny's podcast where he talks about what's happening uh, in Salt Lake City, December the 3rd, where he's talking about the anniversary show for uh, Devotion Championship Wrestling. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about professional wrestling and uh, what's going on in that crazy world that we love so much, pro wrestling. Chris, they've had a couple yes. of little pay-per-views or premium live events over the last few weeks, and boy... We've had some good, good wrestling with both of those in AEW and also in the WWE. Uh, what's going on in your mind? Well, I'm not really feeling oozy about it, but it's okay. Uh, what's been going down has been really good. I mean, the pay-per-views, the live events is going very well, uh, but there's so much backstage drama. It's getting worse and worse day by day. I got to agree. That, I mean, why is all this drama happening? Do you think it's because of the success that has been there now with both promotions that that uh, they're offering pretty good product? Uh, what, what do you think is causing all this this drama that's happened with 
CM Punk and uh, the Elite. You know, we know that situation. And then now we're hearing about some things going on behind the scenes in the WWE where people aren't happy with this storyline or that storyline. Where's the, all this coming from? People g- going to others, uh, you know, causing problems. But like uh, everyone says, that's what makes the world go around is drama. Uh-huh. But right now what things are doing is it's making the wrestling industry, you know, crazy right now because there's so many rumors going around about Punk and Kenny Omega and and then the WWE and who's going to do what. We don't know no, from day don't. to day. We don't know. No. So I'm just I'm perplexed right now trying to figure out who's the next who's the next superstar to show up or who's the next superstar to have a uh, a drama fest with <laughs> what's been going on. Who knows? I watched Full Gear. I I I, I bit the yeah. bullet and pulled out the fifty bucks for uh, Full Gear, and uh, I I was enjoying the show. And then they were getting ready for the Death Triangle and the Elite. Now, the Elite had not been on AEW uh, TV since the incident with CM Punk. And I'm going, how are they going to bring these guys back? And I was really worried about the crowd reaction. And I think they pulled it off so well. And I'm that that's an homage to my friend Andrew so well in DCW. But... Uh, they they did it so well because the you know ghosts dark like they always do when the, somebody's getting ready to come out, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden you hear a song by Kansas called "Carry On My Wayward Son." Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Ooh. Oh, that's yeah. And wow. The crowd went bonkers. And of course. Now, I'm not a big fan of the band Kansas, but I really do like that particular song by that band. And it, it really fit. And then to see the crowd singing along and the Bucks getting up in the ring and they were leading the you know, people sing along. Tony Khan paid the money to be able to use that song in that event. He had to pay quite a pretty penny. And oh, that, yeah, he did. Yeah, that might be a discussion later down the road of why they don't use popular songs as much in uh, professional wrestling. Uh, it's because of copyright laws. But when you pay the money, you see one thing that happens, Chris, and I, I want you to, mm-hmm. to think back. And think especially about AEW, when someone comes in and the people in the crowd knows their theme music. Oh, yeah. What do they do? They just go absolutely bonkers. They'll start throwing the babies up in the air for it. I mean, they go absolutely nuts when they hear a theme song that they know. I mean, and they want to hear it again and again and again. It It brings up the goosebumps. Because so, they can sing along with it, chant along. Yep, they can sing along. They uh-huh. become part of the show. Yeah. And, you know, you think about uh, Fozzie with Chris Jericho uh, and his song that comes out, uh, Judas. And then you think a Wild Thing with John Moxley. And now Carry On My Wayward Son with uh, The Elite. And then you got Tarzan Boy, which I was so shocked 
when they started using that song uh, with uh, Jungle Boy, mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm, I'm an old disc jockey, and I played that song when it first came out on the radio, and I always liked that song, Tarzan Boy. And then I hear that, and I, I know the crowd was loving it. And I didn't think it was that kind of a big hit that people would really know, remember that song as or remember that song as well as they did, but it was. I, it, and you said it right, goosebumps when you hear that song. It's just like you know with Stone Cold in WWE, glass mm-hmm. breaks. Wow, with the Undertaker. Oh yeah, bong. Wow. Yeah. And that's, I think that's part of the show and if you see where someone can make them part of the show or whatever they do that is where music kind of crosses that line and makes the presentation of professional wrestling a little bit better where where are your thoughts on that well yeah because they need something that where the fans can you know let's face it what song what theme song that you cheer for as soon as you hear it which one is it for you i mean well for austin it's for me yeah it's austin for me i mean i hear that glass break i know it's him but who else what about uh brains i mean roman yeah his his theme song and that's all written in house that music most of that is but what about seth rollins excuse me Seth freaking Rollins, and on Monday Night Raw this week was a perfect example. He's cutting a promo in the ring uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Austin Theory, who's now the U.S. champ. And, you know, they're face-to-face, and, and uh, Seth Rollins kind of looks at him and goes, uh, let the people sing. And he didn't even have the music going. He starts leading, like leading the orchestra, and they're oh, starting yeah. to do that theme song that they – kind of well, you know do a little chant to as he comes in. And that's that's something uh-huh. I, I've said all the time. If you can find something, just that little it that sets you apart, whether it's a song, a catchphrase or whatever, that's how you get over in today's wrestling. And I, I see the use of music and AEW I think is leading the way. So don't be surprised if you hear more popular songs becoming theme songs instead of the in-house written uh, like they do in the WE for most of their stuff. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, so Chris, any other uh, wrestling uh, theme songs that, that really, that really hit and make it like, well, okay, here comes this particular wrestler. Which one do you think? Well, what about Ronda Rousey? Yeah. Bad reputation by Joan Jett. That, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, that one right there, the first time I heard it, I couldn't freaking believe what it was. But to be honest with you, I would have loved for her, her first time ever to come in to the WWE. And I'm sorry, I'll say this. It should have been with Roddy Piper's theme music. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been better. But now look at Ronda right now with her. She's she's flipped again. Now she's a heel. But now she hates the WWE. So there's your drama. Mm-hmm. That woman's always drama. Okay. I don't know whether she likes wrestling or she hates wrestling. She's back and forth. You remember when she first came into the WWE, and I think it was uh, while they were doing all the press 
uh, with uh, uh, getting, going up to uh, the WrestleMania where she was going to be in that tag match with The Rock. And she was doing that interview at ESPN, and she went completely off the rails, and you couldn't understand what she was saying. Let's go back and, and start with when you knew from the, the MMA, when you were done there, when you, when you knew in your mind, I'm not going to fight anymore. I never said that. Ah, so there is a possibility that you could go back in time? There's a possibility that I could go back in time? That's go, your question to me? Go back in time and, and, and fight. Go back in the octagon. I do not have the ability to go back in time, no. No. Would you fight again? I don't know. What world was she in? I, I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, but they haven't used her correctly. I think she should have been this woman to come in as the former MMA champion. She should have stayed undefeated. No one should have ever beat her. She should have had both belts to keep them for like Roman should. But they're just, I don't know. Whoever does her makeup the last time, I think that they were on drugs. I don't know whether those were eagle wings on her eyebrows or, I mean, I don't know what it was. But uh, to me, Ronda Rousey, go away. Just, yeah. just, just, just go away. She she's a heel now with Shayna Baszler. Yeah, and let me tell you, I mean, this is the truth. I enjoy Shayna Baszler's wrestling a lot more than watching Ronda Rousey. That's just yeah. me. Uh, I've been a big Shayna Baszler fan since she moved up to the main roster. I don't think she's ever been used properly because she can get in there and just tear it up, but she doesn't fit that mode that I think that, especially when Vince was still there, uh, wanting that uh, beautiful woman to be the champion or somebody that somebody that people could love or uh, connect with. But, yeah, I enjoy Shayna Baszler and her attitude and the way she carries herself in the ring. Uh, and this this teaming she's doing with, with Ronda Rousey right now, with Ronda being the, the champ, is okay. I mean, but... <sighs> I'm like you. I, I'm just not a big Ronda Rousey fan. No, I'm not. Just Ronda, go away and just stay away. We don't need you anymore. It was fun while it lasted, but the shine is gone from the silver, and we just don't want to see you anymore. I mean, it's almost like uh, Judgment Day. That's a snooze fest. Oh, I, mean, I love the Judgment Day. You do? Yes. Okay. That's great. Well, Wonderful. <laughs> What don't right. you like? What don't you like about the the, Judgment the, Day? the the well? It's the thing with Ray and Dominic. I oh. just don't. It doesn't really. It doesn't. You know, want me to watch again and again and again. It's 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 just boring. I will agree Ray, with Ray I will, and Dominic. I will agree with you there. I don't like that storyline. But boy, you you talking about uh, Finn Balor? Ah, oh, I, I just that match, Finn Balor. Uh, with AJ Styles at the last pay-per-view, the uh, War Games. Yes. To me, was the match of the night. Well, see, even Finn has said, you know, we were going to bring, you know, Dominic. They wanted to bring Dominic into this faction. We were going to teach him and, and, and show him the way. But really, he's been helping us because he has got so much heat. It's been helping the Judgment Day. 
well, which yeah. that's a good thing. But that right there with Finn Balor and AJ, I was on the edge of my seat when I was watching it on YouTube. I was like, good God, this is good. <laughs> I mean, but AJ always puts on, always puts on a good show. Oh yeah. I mean, that, that was so good. And then when you get, um, um, I want to call him Punishment Martinez because that's what he mm-hmm. was in ROH. I, I yeah. think he could be a champion in the near future. I I could see him going after one of the major titles anytime because he is just that good. Now, uh, with Dominic and that storyline, I'm not a big fan, but boy, does he have heat. Every time he, he gets mentioned on the mic or any time that he's on the in the ring, the the crowd is booing. And when you mentioned Finn Balor saying, you know, bringing the man, teaching him, reminded me of one thing. Year, years ago, I'm talking years ago, I went uh-huh. to uh, Fan X uh, mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City. Ron Simmons was there. Yeah. And I got a chance to, to talk to Ron. I, you know, I paid the money to be able to meet him, had him sign mm-hmm. a couple of things for me. I actually have a Ron Simmons uh, collector's card when he was with Doom, that tag team with Butch Ooh. Reed. Oh, yeah. I had him uh-huh. sign that. He went, whoa, where did you get that? I told him the story. But as I, I was talking to Ron, uh, he was talking about the other people in the Nation of Domination and how, how much fun they had doing that. And he started talking about The Rock. <laughs> he said, yeah, we had to bring The Rock in, teach him how to, to be who The Rock really was. And I had to make a man mm-hmm. of him. And, you know, that guidance that Ron gave him backstage really kind of changed The Rock and let The Rock become who he really was as far as his personality. And maybe Finn Balor can bring that out of Dominic, but I'm just not a big Dominic fan. I just don't know if he has it. I really don't. No, I really don't think he does. He doesn't really have it. And he's not like his father. He never will be like his father. But I, the, the way I see it is they're milking it for everything it's worth. And I don't know whether the fans are really buying into it or they're just going along with the story like they've never seen something like this before. But, you know, it is what it is on the WWE side. It's almost like for AEW, they're using Brody Lee's son. Uh, to me, now I'm going to say this, and if I make someone upset, that's fine and dandy, but to me, I don't really think they need to be using Brody Lee's son. Let Brody Lee's son grow up. Let him do what he has to do on the outside. Don't bring this kid in to milk him. That's just me. I may be wrong. I hope I am, but I, I may be wrong. What do you believe? Well, you know, you- I think part of it is he was a huge fan of professional wrestling uh, mm-hmm. when his father was still alive. And then when his father died, Tony Khan and the other wrestlers actually gave him a contract to help him get through schooling and all that. And you saw what happened with uh, the wrestler 10 from the uh, dark order who has Mm -hmm. now turned on the dark order and also uh, negative one, the Brody Lee son. And I, I don't mind it. I thought they overused it at first, but now maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's time you, uh, they can use him just every once in a while. I see where you're coming from, but I go back to when Dominic was there and they did the oh, Eddie Guerrero poppy, I'm your poppy yep. uh, gimmick. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, Dominic has said he knew everything that was going on. He knew it was, you know, they were, they were doing a storyline. They were 
They were doing a work, and his whole family knew what was going on, and he had fun with it because he got to travel with his dad all over the country. And I think that this is a way that because Brody Lee was so well-loved backstage that this young man who's a huge wrestling fan will be able to stay with the company and his family and they they pay him instead of just giving him money. They're probably putting in a trust fund for the oh, entire was, family. Yes. And you know, I, oh, I'm sure I I know where you're coming from with that and, and you make some valid points. Let the young man grow up and then maybe bring him yeah. in uh later, you know, when he gets you know gets a little muscle mass on him and maybe train him a little bit. So I, I understand that, but that storyline when Tin, uh, you know, he, he turned his back on Evil Uno and, and he was uh, he was going to become part of that other organization and he runs up the match and there's negative one standing there going, why, why? And he looks at him and he tears off his mask and he shows his face. Oh, and wow. I, I thought, I, I said, you know what? That's pretty good storytelling right there. You yeah. Know? But it wasn't negative one that showed his face. It was it was ten. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Have you noticed now that I'm your poppy T-shirts is popping up at AEW? It wasn't full gear. They brought out the the Cadillac or whatever, and they had the the hydraulics on it. They're yeah. paying tribute to Eddie, which right. is understandable. Right. That's fine. The presence is always known in every wrestling organization. Right. But what I don't get is, okay, I'm your poppy. So you bought that off the WWE site, <laughs> and you're putting it on AEW. Tony, something's not right here. <laughs> What's <laughs> next? You're going to buy the 24-7 championship and bring it in? But on Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw, every once in a while, and I've seen it more than once, there's a guy uh-huh. that is, like, right on the front row. He's usually mm-hmm. at the end of the run of the walkway, up to the ring, right where you know it goes around the ring. So there's a kind of a corner there, and he's usually uh-huh. in the corner, and he's pretty buff himself, and he's wearing a hook t-shirt, <laughs> and it's on WWE. <laughs> and, and I mean, he showed, what, what are you going to do? It's live TV. Are you going to blank him out? You know, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's definitely yeah, a hook. It, it, and, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's definitely a hook. I mean, you have it in the audience in AEW. You'll see Jim Cornette's face in the, on the poster somewhere, yeah, ex- exactly. or on the shirt. Yeah. You'll see, you'll see it everywhere. I mean, it's so much fun. But let's break the ice and see how you like this. What did you think of Titus becoming the new NWA? I think we may have spoke the new NWA champion. You know, I don't have a problem with it. I I haven't followed the NWA as much. Actually, I watched an NWA event on YouTube this morning, uh, early this morning, uh, and it was the the latest mm-hmm. one that they had. Not uh, the regular TV show, but um, I can't remember. They have two different shows on YouTube, uh, but they didn't. I didn't see Titus on there. Um, I'm, you know, when you're picking a champion. You, mm-hmm. you need to pick a you know, the the organization needs a champion that is going to get press coverage and mm-hmm. maybe uh, you know more mainstream press coverage. And I think with his connection to Fox TV, mm-hmm. I think that's where uh, putting him makes sense. Now I'm I'm a Nick Aldis fan. I know a lot of people 
aren't really happy with Titus, and I know you're not happy with him being the champ. Well, no, it's not just that. It's to where, okay, you go on the NWA, you're the champion. You go on Fox News, and you're making a clown out of yourself for carrying that belt and by, while doing Fox News, which everybody is on him about. I can understand. You're a wrestler. That's understandable. You're proud of what you did. But do you have to have that belt on while you're over your shoulder or putting it on a stand while you're doing Fox News? It's living the gimmick. I know you're promoting. It's living the gimmick. Yeah, he's living his gimmick, which he deserves this. Right. Don't get me wrong. This man deserves everything that he went through. Call my mama. Someone call my mama. (laughs) He deserves this. I I don't have a problem with that. But the only thing I do have is you gave away Nick Aldis in the NWA for this. And Nick Aldis was a dang good champion for what he had. But who knows? Maybe maybe Aldis will show up at the Royal Rumble, but we don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Well, I'm you- just perplexed with this. I, I pull out my last nose hair with some of this stuff I keep seeing. So and that really hurts. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it is Chris, Chris. Yes. Uh, you know, we're talking about Titus and all that, and you're talking about him wearing the belt. It, it brought up a point that mm-hmm. uh, if if you were watching Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago, and I, I don't know how big of a football fan you are, but uh, well, mm-hmm. Monday Night Football in Mexico City a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, San Francisco, uh, the 49ers were playing. And there's a tight end on there, one of the best tight ends in the business as far as uh, uh, NFL football goes, George Kittle, who has yeah. been on AEW TV uh, before. So right before the game begins, here's Pinta uh, in, the, in the crowd with his mask on in Mexico City. Oh, yeah. And they mm-hmm. give George Kittle his very own luchador mask. And I oh, thought wow. it was the coolest thing. But yeah. here, I told my wife when I was, we were watching this on ESPN, here's Monday Night Football on ESPN. Who mm-hmm. does ESPN have a working relationship with? WWE. Well, who was being featured on ESPN? An AEW. An AEW star. But mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. And George Kittle, you could see the smile on his face because he's a wrestling fan. So, I, I, yeah. I, I have no problem with him with with Titus living the gimmick. I don't, you know, when when he didn't have the 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 title, he always talked about wrestling on Fox TV, and and that the well, show yeah. he appears on is more of a comedy show, uh, you know, political comedy. But I don't have a problem with him wearing uh, taking the belt with him. I I, I have no problem. Well, he with did. That. He, he he took the television championship with him when he had it. Yeah. He had that, and he he brought it on Fox News too, which yeah. I like. I said it's great, but um, I don't know. I mean, Titus, somebody does need to call his mother and tell him to go home. But <laughs> no, everything's good with Titus. I had no problem with him. If you if you ever heard this, Titus, you're a really nice man, a big man, but you're a very nice man. I don't know if the ooh that meant, ooh. Would you like to see him going down the eye of, of a a dark alleyway, alley? I know it would happen. I'd go to the other side. I'd go to the other side, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, plus we've had ourselves a heck of a match now. The last dance of the Rock and Roll Express. 
Well, let's talk about that in just a little bit because I, you know, yes. there's something there that I want to talk about with the NWA also. Uh, let, yes. Let's take a, a little time out and uh, I'm going to play kind of a medley of some of these songs that, that we uh, you know, associate with wrestlers. You'll hear Wild okay. Thing. You're going to hear Ta- Tarzan Boy, Carry On My Wayward Son. You're going to hear Fozzie mm-hmm. with Judas. And you're going to hear yeah. Bad Ray. I'm going to play a, a, kind of like a medley of that so you'll know what we're talking about. And then we're going to okay. be joined by Manny Lemons, uh, who is from DCW. He's going to talk about uh, the event coming up. And, you know, on Saturday night in Salt Lake City, he is going for the Impact World Champion belt against Josh Alexander, who's the champion. Oh, yes. And he's That's a good one. Oh, he's a good one. And then uh, we're also going to have the NWA Women's Champion, Camille, down there. And uh, and she's going to be uh, going against, uh, I want to call her Diana because that's her real name. <laughs> anyway, uh, yep. uh, she's going to be having that match. We're going to do that. We'll be back with more with Christopher Evans right after we have a little medley of uh, rock and roll tunes uh, and songs that make you remember these wrestlers. And uh, we'll also uh, have this thing with Mandy Lemons all coming up next on Turnbuckle Trash. None of these cross-eyed mouth breathers deserve to hear this voice. I guess I'll just try and take over the world. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. It's a pile of trash. Woo! Do. You think you can tell us what to wear? 
your innocence personified And I will drag you down and sell you out Run away <laughs> Got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man always gets his way. Roots <laughs> through some of the great wrestling themes that we've enjoyed throughout the years here on Turnbuckle Trash. Up next, we're gonna talk with Manny Lemons. He's uh, the promoter. He's the founder of Devotion Championship Wrestling. They're having a huge event on Saturday, December the 3rd. We had the entire conversation on our previous pod, the one right before this. We're going to talk about the show coming up on Saturday, December the 3rd with Manny Lemons of Devotion Championship Wrestling. And we're going to do that for you next. It's time to take out the trash on Turnbuckle Trash. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. This isn't a social event. This is a competition where there's one winner. You don't see the elders before a fight playing with jacks and juice boxes. No, no, they talk trash and they beat the crap out of each other. This is Turnbuckle Trash. Trolley Square, Salt Lake City. Coming up on Saturday night, December the 3rd, the 4th anniversary show, The Man with the Plan. He's the man that has the lemonade stand. He is Manny Lemons. You stay small. We got to play big. I got to play big in a big way. Uh, Dave, this is, I wanted to come on and say this on your podcast because I know you're kind of well connected in the Utah community and a lot of people, a lot of the people who are in this community listen to your podcast. But this is a call out to everyone in Utah professional wrestling in the community who always says, oh, I want Raw and SmackDown to come back. I want AEW to come back. I want the I want the people to come back. You have a show that legitimately when I tell you it could legitimately change everything that's about to happen. It's legitimately about to change everything that's about to happen for the state, for this community, for the individuals who are involved. But it has to be a success. It has to be a sellout. It has to be pay-per-view buys, you know. It's something that that nature that's never been done before. And this is where I'm calling out the Utah community. You wanted it. Here it is. Show up, support. No matter what your opinions of me, no matter what your opinions are of Utah wrestling, this is a product that is a WWE quality product. If you look at the five, the five individuals who are based on the pay-per-view are five Utah talent that were born and raised here. Hey, you have me versus Josh Alexander for the Impact World title. Right wow. there. You wow. Have, you have an you have a world championship being defended in the main event of a pay-per-view never been done before on an independent level. You have the next, the next highlight, Rekataka, born and raised, my first ever student, plucked to high and went out there and made a hell of a career for herself. She is wrestling for the NWA women's world title against Camilla Brickhouse, who is arguably probably the most dominant woman in wrestling today. I would oh, agree. Two. She is so good. I've, I've been a big fan of hers for years. Yeah. And that's so, so two matches right there. You have Marty the Moth. Marty, me and Martin are good friends. Whatever anyone else to say about that, you know, he, but whatever, whatever the beef is with Utah wrestling, Marty is a guy who has been here for Utah wrestling, and he deserves this opportunity to have a marquee match on a pay-per-view that's going to elevate Utah wrestling. Uh, he's going to wrestle Dirty Dongo, who is formerly known as Fandango in the WWE. 
Hmm. Well, so I didn't know there's that. Your, so there's so there's three. There's three marquee matches. There's three. Okay. okay. You have you have my DCW heavyweight champion Brett Buffet is going to defend his world his world title in a uh, fatal four way match against Bud Birch, William Cutting, and Josh Glade. Wow. Uh, and then you have uh, then this match hasn't uh, hasn't been announced yet, but I'm going to announce it here today on your show. It's going to be Andrew Sowell versus Juicy Finau. Uh, a lot of people don't know Juicy signed to MLW. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Me and Juicy actually went to the same high school. We both went to Kearns High School. He graduated, I want to say, in 2014. I graduated in 2010. Uh, so to have him involved in what we're doing is kind of a cool concept because we 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 grew up in the same community, you know. And he he went out and he went out and got it made a name for himself. And Andrew's kind of been the guy who's taken the lead and taken ownership of the school of of the promotion. Why we've been gone, being able to accomplish everything. And, you know, he deserves to have a marquee match as well. But then you have those five marquee matches, but then you have two of wrestling's biggest names of all time, Diamond Dallas Page and Eric Bischoff. And I don't think I really need to introduce those two. You know all about those two. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eric Bischoff, you know, with the Monday Night Wars, getting all of that started, the NWO. And then, honestly, I'm not blowing smoke up your skirt here, DDP, uh, to me, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, since the time I saw him as a manager in the old AWA with the Diamond Dolls, the guy had it, and he still has it. He's got a great personality, and uh, I think wrestling fans know what he has done with his DDP yoga. But his mind, as far as the business goes, that's incredible. And and when you mentioned DDP coming uh, to Salt Lake City, I got excited because. I've got well. I think I even sent you pictures of what I have of DDP yeah. in my collection. I've got a, a soft doll. I've got a, a bigger. I, I mean, I've got action figures about four, four or five, just of him. And he's just always been one of my favorites. Yeah, and like you look at that. That was the first name we announced back in July. Yeah. I I didn't need all these other names to sell this pay per view to sell this product. I wanted it. I want this to be something that people talk about for the next 10 years. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's it, the name D diamond Dallas page sells itself. Everything else didn't need to happen. But if you want to do something that can change the game and be monumental, you have to get in there and you have to do something that's never done before. We've never, a Utah promotion has never gone live on pay-per-view. We are going, Trent is going to, Trent's been busting his ass the last two months and he's going to make us go live on fight TV. That is wow. something that's truly special. So, and you know, I told you when you first said this, if I can't make it because of the health, I'm getting the pay-per-view. I um, mean, exactly. that's that's exactly what I'm going to do because at some way, some some form, I'm going to support you and not just by doing this podcast. I'm going to support you financially too. And that's uh, that that's important to me. Uh, but when you mentioned Martin Casals, Marty the Moth Martinez in the Lucha Underground promotion, I, I got to tell you one quick story. I yeah. have a Lucha Underground t-shirt that I wear quite often. And yeah. still to this day, even though Lucha Underground has not been on uh, for a few years now, uh, when I'm out in public, every once in a while, someone will say, uh, Lucha Underground, I love that show. And I'll mention Marty the Moth and yeah. that he is from Utah. And they always kind of, you know, really, I said, yeah, a great guy from Utah. And then if you talk about, him being, you know, a main event caliber talent, he was at the AAA, their show, what was it, five years ago, their form of, uh, of WrestleMania, and performed in the main event 
in front of 23,000 screaming Lucha fans in Mexico City. This guy has done a little bit of everything in this business. Exactly. And that's exactly why I circled back, Dave. He's a Utah homegrown talent, and he's someone who deserves to be a part of what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I agree with you 100%. Martin was my – people don't know, Martin was my roommate back in Georgia when he went and spent time out there. We spent three months together every single day, you know. So, it's it's just that, like, if, if we're going to do this, we need the right players in place, and he's one of the players that come to mind that I need to get in place to make this happen. And it's going to happen. It's going to take all of us to do it, but we're going to do it. We're, we're hell-bent on making it happen. Well, that's and that's why I told you I, I want to call out the Utah community because here it is, two weeks away. It's time. You know what I mean? There's no reason that there's no reason that you shouldn't be there supporting this product, either buying a ticket or purchasing the pay-per-view, because what we're about to do is going to transcend the business and it's going to be something truly exciting. So let's talk about the location. Where where is this show going to be held? So we're going to be right at Trolley Square in downtown Salt Lake. Uh, we're at one of the bigger ballroom venues towards the uh, I want to say it's just uh, west of the spaghetti factory. Um you know, the, the house can hold up to 500 people. So I plan to have 500 people in that place screaming fans. So. <laughs> awesome. That is so awesome. And then if someone wants to uh, to get to meet Eric Bischoff or maybe DDP, uh, what, what's that opportunity going to be like? And, and how can they get the meet and greets? Yeah, so the meet and greets are just purchased through the uh, Eventbrite link, which I'm sure you'll post on your link here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the meet and greet, obviously... Uh, for you could do a double combo with Eric and uh, Eric and Dallas, uh, or you could do it just you know solo with DDP or solo with Eric. You know it's depending on how you want to do it. But uh, seventy bucks for each, or uh, we're doing one twenty five for both. We're also doing the Eric Bischoff seminar that day. He's not really an in ring competitor, right. so a lot of his seminar is going to be more talking and you know helping with promos and stuff like that. But we're actually opening up to everybody because it's like, why not? You know why not come maybe that maybe that'll spark people to want to join our school and want to become more involved with wrestling in the community here you know wow. so you know that's uh the seminar is 75 bucks it's you know so it's kind of good pick and choose you know whatever one you want to do and whatever you want to do but yeah this is a this is a great time and i'm calling out any any wrestler in utah who's ever stepped in the ring should want to attend a seminar because i can't think of a bigger name to put on a seminar than eric bischoff yeah uh, his mind uh, for the promotional end of it and not just because he was, you know, the the voice you know, on the Monday Night Row and all that, but he ran the business when what was it for eighty three weeks? Nitro beat Raw, something like that. Yes, sir. Yep, eighty three weeks, and he's the only person to beat Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? So there's some value in what he does, and like you said, he created the NWO. He created all these characters, Goldberg, everything. You know what I mean? Like. It's it's I don't I don't understand why people wouldn't want to take advantage, invest in themselves and go meet it, especially when it's down the street. You're not we're not telling you to fly to Las Vegas. We're not telling you to go to go to Arizona. We're telling you downtown Salt Lake City, Utah, December 3rd is the place to be. Right. And then, uh, you know, when when you talk, you said Goldberg, Goldberg, his first televised match in WCW was at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City. Zane Zane was there. Yeah. So. Uh, that got a lot of history going on here. That's what I'm saying, man. So it all kind of circles back. And that's, you know, honestly, this last weekend, I had the opportunity to hang out with Eric and have a few beers with him. And it was like, that was the coolest thing in the world, man. Cause I mean, he is responsible for creating my childhood. I was a big WCW guy. Right. You know, he's very excited to come to salt. He's just telling me, he's like, I'm so excited for this show. And if he's excited, 
then why are why are not all of us excited? Because he's the star. We're just the people putting it on. You know what I mean? It's I'm excited, and that's I, I don't know. Like to me, it's like I'm I cannot. We're going to make this happen, and it's going to be the coolest thing in the world. Well, one way or the other, I'm going I'm going to be there. Uh, if not physically because of the health issues, but I will be on the pay per view on Fight TV. Uh, and uh, let's talk about how people can get their tickets once again for December the 3rd, Trolley Square, if you want to go live. Yep. So we honestly, we used to do Venmo, but for this particular show, we have to keep it to the link just because of Trolley Square and security issues. We got to make sure everything's on tack because we don't, you know, mm-hmm. we don't need any, uh, any funny business coming up to that day. Cause there's, right. you know, unfortunately there's people who don't really care for me. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so event like ring, uh, the event light link, uh, event bright link will, uh, I'm sure Dave will put it in the link here. Uh, you can order the pay-per-view on Fight TV, uh, fourteen ninety-nine as well. Um, they are they are doing a uh, they are shutting it off for you know, within a twenty-mile radius that you can't order the pay-per-view unless until after the show airs. Uh-huh. So the really way to see it would be live or if you're within it out of that twenty-mile radius. Wow. Well, I'm just excited for you. And when does everything start as far as when the uh, when the doors will open when people can come in? <laughs> for the show itself. So I think by supply by demand, I think we're going to have to open the doors for the meet and greet at 4 PM. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously we'll start, we'll start early at noon with the seminar with Eric. That'll go till about three to four ish, you know, right. Rolling right into the meet and greet. Right. Uh, we're going to at about six o'clock is when doors will open to the general public, get everyone in there about six 30. We're going to have a couple pre-match of a pre-match show just to get everything rolling, make sure Trent's up to date up and going. Um, seven o'clock, we're live on fight. Seven, seven o'clock, no exceptions, live on fight TV. Wow. And Trent's going to be running all that and trying to do commentary and everything. That man's going to yeah. be busy that day, isn't he? Oh, man. I, I know. And that's, I, he's been a blessing in this whole thing. And that's why I'm humble and, you know, glad to see he's going to reap the benefits of all the hard work he's done. And, you know, what we're going to do next is going to be an amazing day, if I promise you that. Why are you watching wrestling? They beat the crap out of each other. It's great. I bet it's all fake. Does that look fake to you? Okay, it's nice to know something's real. This is Turnbuckle Trash. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Really interesting interview, Chris, uh, with our friend Manny Lemons. And uh, that was uh, the podcast before this one, the entire interview, which we talk about his career and how DCW came to be. But I just wanted to play that segment where he talks about the anniversary show so people can know more about that uh, if you're in the Salt Lake City area coming up on December the 3rd. And uh, the show, Manny's told me, is almost completely sold out. It will be on Fight TV on a pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, two championship matches. NWA women's title, Impact World title, both being defended in Salt Lake City. When did that ever happen? in the past it hasn't so excited about that excited about uh dcw in salt lake city uh but you you mentioned right before we went to that uh, extended break there you mentioned the rock and roll express uh what do you have about the rock and roll express well from what i understand the rock and roll express had a fair as having a farewell tour and uh, last, I believe it was last night, they went against them boys. Oh, cool. 
And the Rock and Roll Express did beat them boys, but it was out of mutual respect. It was a big hug fest at a big hug fest afterwards. Um, but it was it was great to see you know the Rock and Roll Express back in the ring one last time. I don't know how long this is going to last for them. I don't know what where their tour is going to end, but all I do know is is that they they faced the Briscoes and it was a heck of a backyard slobber knocker as mr jim ross would say well you know i th- so. i think when, when you get ricky and robert and and they weren't the uh, prototypical professional wrestlers especially in the day now you know i was watching uh memphis wrestling when they first started uh mm-hmm. I remember, oh, yeah. and i'm going who is this punk kid that looks like uh, my thigh probably weighs more than him but you know mm-hmm. that that double drop kick that they did in the ring. They were one of the first acts to ever do that as a tag team. And they stuck together and they're, they're like brothers. And I think all the accolades they're getting from other professional wrestlers and, uh, you know, they'll go on and who knows, they'll have a comeback match or something will happen. And one of the two of them will come back in the ring for a little bit. But I think the days that we're going to see the rock and roll express, like you said, are probably over and, uh, Ricky and Robert, hats off to you. Uh, what a great career. What a great career for that tag team. Well, Ricky's son is now the NWA junior heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, he's got a heck of a career. He looks good, sounds good on the mic. Yeah. He, his father taught him very, very well. So, I mean, I wish them all the luck. It, they, they will go down as probably one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Yeah, they, they will, definitely. I just, and you know, I told you about watching an NWA show early this morning when we're on November the 30th when we're recording this. And I actually watched uh, uh, Kerry Morton uh, defend his title on that show. Mm. And yeah, he he can do the moves. He's he's going to have a bright future. And I, uh, I'm going to be interested in watching him over the years. So uh, another thing that we talked about, uh, we've, we've been talking about is as backstage drama. And I think it came to a forefront with the situation with CM Punk. And you said during our break, you found something. Tell us what you found. Well, I found on a uh, Facebook page, and I'm not going to take this for the gospel, but it says here that AEW has, was, is not going to buy out CM Punk's contract. I say, I, I don't really think it's, I don't, I don't think they will. I, I don't. Well, if they buy out his contract, that means he won't wrestle. Does that mean yeah. that they might be thinking about a comeback with CM Punk? Let, let's wait for next year when he's healthy. Maybe he'll make a comeback. And if he makes a comeback, then I'm going to make a uh, – I'll grab my remote and change the channel. No, I don't want to see Punk. I've We've heard enough of him. We've seen him. You made your epic comeback. You made your money. And now you did – just like you said you were. You walked in, you became a cancer in the locker room, nobody wants you around, go away. And he proved it. Yeah. He, but I mean, if, he actually proved it. If AEW brings him back, they cannot, uh-huh. They there is no way, and you know why, and, and, and where, uh, yeah. no, no way they can bring him back as a face. They, oh, they just no. can't do it. They, they might be able to work an angle, with him coming back and being a heel against the Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega. 
but is there too much real heat between these people? And I say that because of what happened at Full Gear. We talked about the elite coming to the ring with Carrie on my wayward son against the Death Triangle. Mm-hmm. And there was a part of the match. And the Young Bucks were on the on the ring apron. Kenny Omega was actually wrestling in the ring. And all of a sudden you hear um, something punk. Blank punk. It rhymes with punk. Think yeah. about the blank rhyming with punk. Mm-hmm. I think it was Matt Jackson was actually leading the chorus. And they went on for maybe a minute and a half to two minutes. You were hearing, and it yeah. got louder and louder. So if this means them not buying out uh, Punk's contract, if it means they might be in negotiations trying to bring him back, or they could mean that they are having him on contract just so he doesn't wrestle for another organization. That's another thing that it could mean. But if they brought him back, he'd have to be, he would have to be a heel. There is no doubt about that. Oh, he's going to have to be. And I don't really think that they're going to buy, they will bring Punk back because if you notice, they they started playing the CM Punk uh, interview and you can see Tony Khan's, they, they, they brought the, the interview in, but you could see Tony Khan's reaction to every time Punk started talking. And his face was like he had just seen a ghost or he's just seen the devil. Yeah. And every time Punk would open his mouth, Tony would cringe. So that just telling me that Tony made a – Tony has finally realized, look, I made a mistake. I should never have brought this guy, but he could bring us money. That's why I brought him. So it is what it is. You made your money. Now you got go away heat. Yeah. So just go and away. I agree. So I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to see him again. So I don't uh, want to see him ever again. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Survivor Series War Games, uh, and it was a pretty good pay per view. And I mean, there's a lot of people that were uh, saying it wasn't good. There were, there was actually some people that said that the AJ Styles match against Finn Balor was the worst match of the night. I picked it as the best match of the night. I loved it. I mean, I thought yeah. it was so good. And uh, War Games, also we saw the new champ, which was uh, Austin Theory defeating Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley. What a way to bring a young, talented person like Theory and, and give him the spotlight for a little bit. And this feud he's going to have with Seth Rollins and possibly Bobby Lashley at the same time. It's it's a great way to really jumpstart his career. I oh yes, second best match of the night to me. I loved, and it was the opening one. And I, I don't think there was probably ten percent of the audience thought that Austin Theory had a chance to even win that belt. And very well done for uh, the WWE. What do you think about Austin Theory? I think he's a future WWE champion or intercontinental champion. I believe that he will be uh, a big star in in the future. But, I mean, I, I like Austin the way he is. But my question is, who's picking out Seth Rollins' wardrobe? <laughs> Monday night, did you see what he was wearing? I thought I was watching, you know, the Rocky Horror Picture Show at first. <laughs> 
I had to clean do. off. I had to clean off some glasses real quick. I'm like, well, what is this? Let's do I mean, the time warp again. He was married. Maybe that was, it was so yeah. lazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody put a picture of one of the Bella twins wearing something yes, I very saw that. similar. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's bringing out his Nikki Bella. Oh, I'm man. like, what in the heck is this guy wearing? That's what he's I been mean, doing for the last year, coming out yeah. every week with some of the wildest actions. I would often say, well, here comes, uh, here he comes, Seth Rollins, and he's wearing the latest in uh, bathroom curtains. And, yes, basically, or be, be wearing drapery. Some of the things have have reminded me of that Carol Burnett sketch. Uh, gone with the wind, oh. where she comes out. Yes, with the, with the I, I saw it in the window. I saw it in the window, and I just had to have it. Oh, yeah. And guys, if you're young and you're listening to this, and you want to have a laugh, go on YouTube, Carol Burnett, Gone with the Wind, and watch that entire sketch, and just see the brilliance, the absolute brilliance of that show and the writers. And the great Carol Burnett and Harvey Corman yes. and Lyle Wagner, all of them. That was one of the best moments in TV ever. I love I'll, it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my favorite one for Carol Burnett has to be the one with the dentist. The dentist with Tim Conway, yep. Yes, that one I don't care how old how old you are, you will if you don't laugh at that, there's something wrong with you. Or the one or Tim Conway uh doing the elephant story. Oh my God! With the, the, yes, the family guys. I'm yes. telling you, YouTube. It, it just put Tim Conway on there, and I'm going yep. to I'm going to go do a little little plug for Tim Conway. Did you know that he got his start in radio? Really? Yeah, he was a radio huh. disc jockey, and uh, I never knew that. And he was very popular, and he was known for doing all this comedy. And I wish <sighs> I had one fifth, one tenth. One, whatever, the smallest bit of, of uh, talent that that man had uh, in my radio career. He is so good at his stuff and one of the great talents in comedy. And uh, you watch anything oh, yeah. he does, just fantastic. So uh, we, we've t- <laughs> we got off, got off Mark. Yeah, well. But, you know, I wanted to say this. Austin Theory, mm-hmm. great young talent. Then of I'm going gonna, gonna to go to AEW. Another great young talent, and I'm not talking MJF. Mm. I, I, I mean, he's a he's a great talent. Ricky yes. Ricky Starks. Oh my He's going to be a huge star. Huge. Oh, yes, star. He will be. He's got the charisma. He's got the look. He's got the mic skills, and now mm-hmm. they can just build storylines that make sense for Ricky Starks. To me, Austin Theory, Ricky Starks. That's the match I would love to see. Not going to happen for a few years, but maybe in in the in the future. I, I would love that one. Oh yeah, I would. I would absolutely love to watch that. Ricky Starks came from the Independence, got into the NWA, and now he's with the AEW. He's doing very well. Proud of the man. I'm glad that he's finally getting his. Uh, but he had one heck of a serious neck injury. Yes, came back from that and is you know ten times the star. Yeah, he's, so, he's good. So, good luck. Oh, yes, big time. He is, oh, man. Can't say enough about that, man. He's 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 built himself back up, and I give him all the credit in the world. So, did, did you watch credit. any of the war games? I mean, the women's war games and the 
in the men's war games from uh, Survivor Series? The, the only thing I caught was the the uh, the last match with the Bloodline and that and with Kevin Owens his part. Yeah. That's the only thing I caught really. Yeah, well, it was good. It was it was really good, and then the twist at the very end with Sami Zayn, and you know, we could talk oh about Sami Zayn. I am Usi when I talk about <laughs> Sami Zayn. Uh, I, I I think the the storyline right now with Sami Zayn is one of the best in the business. But here we go with Kevin Owens doing his bit with Sami Zayn, and they've they've been uh, joined at the hip for twenty years in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they were looking oh. at each other like, you know, hey, don't do that, Sammy. Don't do that. Kevin's going, don't do that, Sammy. And then all of a sudden comes the whammo shot. Wow. And I call oh, it yeah. the best heel move in the business. That if you mm-hmm. want to get hit heat in the business, you hit some man right there. You have been kicked in the testicles. Yes. That's instant heat. But it was so good. I mean, those two worked so well. Owens oh, and Sammy, they okay. worked so good together. Yeah. But the storyline with the bloodline is getting better and better each time. I think it's probably the best storyline right now. To it, me, it, it is. It's really good. Now, I'm, I'm just going to say this, and I told uh-huh. you this before we started. I'm working on something. Mm. And I told you what it was. Oh, yes. I don't know if I'll ever get it on the podcast because I want it to be good. (laughs) But I am working on something with the bloodline. So Mm. hopefully within a week or so I'll have this done. Okay? Let's hope. Yes. Yes. Are you like me? Do you think it will work? Oh, I know it'll work because I've already heard some of it, and I think it's going to turn out to be real. Now we just have to pass it off to the WWE and go, oh. hey, Roman, I got your new theme song. Come on. I got your new theme song. Come on. Uh, I was sitting there uh, watching that and, and and watching War Games, and that's when I started thinking about it. So, anyway, be, be looking for that. So, is there anything else you want to, to yak about in this yak fest? Well, no, there's really nothing else to really say. We've seen everything from all the rumors to what's going on, what's been happening in AEW and WWE, uh, Devotion. And uh, there's some things that are, you know, people are, are getting excited about professional wrestling again. Let's yeah. just hope that it continues and let's get some some more storylines going. Let's yeah. see who shows up at the Royal Rumble whenever it's time. Yeah. Let's see what goes on. Well, one thing I wanted to say about War Games, and, uh-huh. and both the women's match and the men's match, they were both good. Very well mm-hmm. done. Very Lots of good high spots. Very well done. But the only thing I could think of was it was about maybe three quarters as good as the last two War Games on NXT. Mm-hmm. Go back, look at War Games NXT to Monsa Champa, Adam Cole, Oh, wow. And when when Tommaso Ciampa did the move that uh, Seamus would call white noise, did it Mm -hmm. from the top of the cage into a table. Oh, that, yes. That that was, whoa. I mean, everybody, I think when when he planted that, they think Adam Cole was probably dead. Yeah, it was unreal. Unreal. And then KO KO came to the ring on uh, Saturday. Saturday night, yeah, it was Saturday night, 
and he had a mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes T-shirt on, an homage oh, to yeah. Dusty, who who was the one that came mm-hmm. up with the match. So NXT is going to have uh, a new match they're going to be doing, I think, in two weeks, a new type of elimination match. And uh, NXT is still very good. Braun Breaker, good stuff. And, and The Rock's daughter is now on uh, NXT. And they're, mm-hmm. bring, they're bringing in some new talent, I think, that might have hurt them a little bit because they're coming from England and their mm. ratings went down a little bit because so many people were coming in from Europe that the regular fan didn't know, have an idea who they were. Oh, yeah. So as people understand who they are, those ratings will come back. Uh, just, just interesting storylines everywhere and a big interest in uh, something that we, we enjoy professional wrestling. We're trying to get a couple of guests lined up to be on with us. Fans, old promoters, you know, and we'll say this, anybody that listens, if you want to get on for a few minutes and talk with us about pro wrestling, we'd love to talk to you about pro oh, wrestling yeah. because this is for, by fans for fans. And that, mm-hmm. that's what Turnbuckle Trash is all about. So That's all it's about. It's not It's not because we, we, we're not experts, but we know what we like to see. Who's not an expert? I, everything I say should be done. No. There you go. <laughs> No, Probably anyway. bring in the money. Let's uh, let's have another concession stand brawl. So, <laughs> which they did. They did on Monday night yeah, with well. Becky Lynch. They had a concession oh. stand. Yeah, but it didn't get into all the mustard and ketchup. It was just at the well souvenir. Speaking stand. of his, speaking of that, uh, Bill Superstar Dundee had a reunion. I believe it was either in Lexington or it was in Memphis. Folks, this man. Is in his, I think he's in his seventies, eighties. Yep, seventies. He <clears throat> he is not looking very well. Oh. I mean, he's looking awful. I mean, I I didn't recognize him at first. I, that yeah. black, that long black slick hair has uh, now turned Moses white. Kind of so, like mine. <laughs> <laughs> it has gone to the hills, but uh, now everything is good. I'm I'm glad that we're on. Uh, hopefully, next time we can get Mike. He's now cancer-free. Yes. He's ready to rock. The only problem is he's had a little bit of a setback while he was at work. His job fired him oh. while this while he was doing his medical. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he's in for the battle of that. Hopefully, everything will work out. He's trying to fight that right now. I think oh, he man. needs to get a bunch of lawyers. So, yeah. other than that, we all wish you well, Mike. We, we sure all wish do. you well. We we... And, Mike, uh, we're – so happy uh, Mike has been on with us a couple of times on the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, he, he talked about his cancer treatment the last time we had and, and it was right before he had to have major surgery. So Mike, oh, seriously, yes. seriously, we're so happy for you. I'm also a cancer survivor. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, we, uh, uh, it's just something that uh, affects so many people, but anytime anyone just reach out to us on Facebook and yep. uh, we'd love to, to set it up, even if it's only for five minutes or so. We just want to yeah, talk about do. professional wrestling. So, well, Chris, we wish you the best. And I know Thank you, you got to get back to the jail and get those convicts put together. Oh, yeah. It's time to <laughs> time to get back at it again. Yay. I got to go in the morning. So thank you all very much. And we'll have a blast. And tell Zane, tell his boss to give him some time off. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all Zane, right. tell yourself to get some time off. So as yes, Zane, please do. let's do an homage to Zane, as he always says, it's a great time to be a fan of professional yes. wrestling. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Oh, 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 oh.
Wrestling was an essential service. Yes! 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 Pro yes! wrestling from a fan's yes! perspective. Correct! The thoughts and opinions heard on the proceeding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. Well, if you want a rematch, you aren't getting one. <laughs> this is Turnbuckle Trash. Well, I'm not really feeling oozy about it, but it's... What about Seth Rollins? Seth, excuse me, Seth freaking Rollins. I'm rocking years ago, and he's wearing the latest in uh, bathroom curtains. Now, now but, what's next? You're going to buy the 24-7 championship and bring it in? I, I pull out my last nose hair with some of the stuff I keep seeing. I am Usy. <laughs> oh, it Chris, is Chris. Yes. Uh, my thigh probably weighs more than him. Hey, Roman, I got your new theme song. Come on. <laughs>